0: Preface of the Introduction to the Devout Life. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Phil Chenevere. Introduction to the Devout Life by Saint Francis de Sales. Preface by the author Dear Reader, i request you to read this preface for your own satisfaction as well as mine the flower girl glycera was so skilled in varying the arrangement and combination of her flowers that out of the same kinds she produced a great variety of bouquets so that the painter pausius who sought to rival the diversity of her art was brought to a standstill for he could not vary his paintings so endlessly as glycera varied her bouquets even so the holy spirit of god disposes and arranges the devout teaching which he imparts through the lips and pens of his servants with such endless variety that although the doctrine is ever one and the same their treatment of it is different according to the varying minds whence that treatment flows assuredly i neither desire nor ought to write in this book anything but what has been already said by others before me i offer you the same flowers dear reader but the bouquet will be somewhat different from theirs because it is differently made up almost all those who have written concerning the devout life have had chiefly in view persons who have altogether quitted the world or at any rate they have taught a manner of devotion which would lead to such total retirement. But my object is to teach those who are living in towns, at court, in their own households, and whose calling obliges them to a social life, so far as externals are concerned. Such persons are apt to reject all attempt to lead a devout life under the plea of impossibility, imagining that, like as no animal presumes to eat of the plant commonly called palma christi so no one who is immersed in the tide of temporal affairs ought to presume to seek the palm of christian piety and so i have shown them that like as the mother of pearl lives in the sea without ever absorbing one drop of salt water and as near the Cheladonian isles springs of sweet water start forth in the midst of the ocean and, as the fire moth hovers in the flames without burning her wings, even so, a true, steadfast soul may live in the world untainted by worldly breath, finding a well-spring of holy piety amid the bitter waves of society, and hovering amid the flames of earthly lusts without singeing the wings of its devout life of a truth, this is not easy. And for that reason i would have christians bestow more care and energy than heretofore on the attempt and thus it is that while conscious of my own weakness i endeavor by this book to afford some help to those who are undertaking this noble work with a generous heart it is not however my own choice or wish which brings this introduction before the public a certain soul abounding in uprightness and virtue time since conceived a great desire through god's grace to aspire more earnestly after a devout life and craved my private help with this view i was bound to her by various ties and had long observed her remarkable capacity for this attainment so i took great pains to teach her and having led her through the various exercises suitable to her circumstances and her aim i let her keep written records thereof to which she might have recourse when necessary these she communicated to a learned and devout religious who believing that they might be profitable to others urged me to publish them in which he succeeded the more readily that his friendship exercised great influence upon my will and his judgment great authority over my judgment so in order to make the work more useful and acceptable I have reviewed the papers and put them together Adding several matters carrying out my intentions, but all this has been done with scarce a moment's leisure Consequently you will find very little precision in this work But rather a collection of well-intentioned instructions explained in clear intelligible words at least that is what I have sought to give But as to polished style, I have not given that a thought having so much else to do I have addressed my instructions to Philothea as adapting what was originally written for an individual to the common good of souls I've made use of a name suitable to all who seek after the devout life Philothea meaning one who loves God Setting then before me a soul who through the devout life seeks after the love of God I have arranged this instruction in five parts the first of which I seek by suggestions and exercises to turn Philothea's mere desire into a hearty resolution, which she makes after her general confession by a deliberate protest followed by Holy Communion, in which, giving herself to her Saviour and receiving Him, she is happily received into His holy love. After this, I lead her on by showing her two great means of closer union with His Divine Majesty. THE SACRAMENTS, BY WHICH THAT GRACIOUS LORD COMES TO US, AND MENTAL PRAYER, BY WHICH HE DRAWS US TO HIM. THIS IS THE SECOND PART. IN THE THIRD PART, I SET FORTH HOW SHE SHOULD PRACTICE CERTAIN VIRTUES MOST SUITABLE TO HER ADVANCEMENT, ONLY DWELLING ON SUCH SPECIAL POINTS AS SHE MIGHT NOT FIND ELSEWHERE OR BE ABLE TO MAKE OUT FOR HERSELF in the fourth part i bring to light the snares of some of her enemies and show her how to pass through them safely and come forth unhurt and finally in the fifth part i lead her apart to refresh herself and take breath and renew her strength so that she may go on more bravely afterwards and make good progress in the devout life this is a caviling age and i foresee that many will say that only religious and persons living apart are fit to undertake the guidance of souls in such special devout ways that it requires more time than a bishop of so important a diocese as mine can spare and that it must take too much thought from the important duties with which i am charged but dear reader i reply with st Denis. That the task of leading souls toward perfection appertains above all others to bishops and that because their order is supreme among men as the seraphim among angels and therefore their leisure cannot be better spent the ancient bishops and fathers of the primitive church were to say the least as devoted to their duties as we are yet they did not refuse to undertake the individual guidance of souls which sought their help as we see by their epistles thereby imitating the apostles who while reaping the universal world harvest yet found time to gather up certain individual sheaves with special and personal affection who can fail to remember that timothy titus philemon onesimus thecla appia were the beloved spiritual children of st paul as st mark and st petronilla were of st peter for baronius and galonius have given learned and absolute proof that saint petronilla was not his carnal but spiritual daughter and is not one of saint john's canonical epistles addressed to the elect lady whom he loved in the faith i grant that the guidance of individual souls is a labor but it is a labor full of consolation even as that of harvesters and grape-gatherers who are never so well pleased as when most heavily laden it is a labor which refreshes and invigorates the heart by the comfort which it brings to those who bear it as is said to be the case with those who carry bundles of cinnamon in arabia felix it is said that when the tigress finds one of her young left behind by the hunter in order to delay her while he carries off the rest of her cubs she takes it up however big without seeming overweighted and speeds only the more swiftly to her lair maternal love lightening the load how much more readily will the heart of a spiritual father bear the burden of a soul he finds craving after perfection carrying it in his bosom as a mother her babe without feeling weary of the precious burden but unquestionably it must be a real paternal heart that can do this and therefore it is that the apostles and their apostolic followers Are wont to call their disciples not merely their children But even more tenderly still their little children One thing more dear reader It is too true that I who write about the devout life Am not myself devout But most certainly I am not without the wish to become so And it is this wish which encourages me to teach you a notable literary man has said that a good way to learn is to study a better way to listen and the best to teach and st augustine writing to the devout flora says that giving is a claim to receive and teaching a way to learn alexander caused the lovely campaspe who was so dear to him to be painted by the great apelles who by dint of contemplating her as he drew so graved her features in his heart and conceived so great a passion for her that alexander discovered it and pitying the artist gave him her to wife depriving himself for love of apelles of the dearest thing he had in the world in which says Pliny he displayed the greatness of his soul as much as in the mightiest victory and so friendly reader it seems to me that as a bishop God wills me to frame in the hearts of his children not merely ordinary goodness But yet more his own most precious devotion And on my part I undertake willingly to do so as much out of obedience to the call of duty As in the hope that while fixing the image in others hearts my own may haply conceive a holy love and that if his divine majesty sees me deeply in love he may give her to me in an eternal marriage. The beautiful and chaste Rebecca, as she watered Isaac's camels, was destined to be his bride, and received his golden earrings and bracelets. And so I rely on the boundless goodness of my God, that while I lead his beloved lambs to the wholesome fountain of devotion, he will take my soul to be his bride, giving me earrings of the golden words of love and strengthening my arms to carry out its works wherein lies the essence of all true devotion the which i pray his heavenly majesty to grant me and to all the children of his church that church to which i would ever submit all my writings actions words will and thoughts anises saint magdalene's day 1608 End of preface by the author